everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all of your uh, other services, I suppose. Most of your other services. We're getting there. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing, who is illustrious today, as he was during our last episode, and the notorious Gerald Fuimano. How you boys doing this morning? Great. Illustrious. You're glowing again. Fantastic. Doing all right. A little tired, but happy to be here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Happy to have you here as well. Thank you guys, as always, for your time and for joining me this morning. And thank you to the listeners returning in new for checking out the show and the podcast. We hope that you are all having a wonderful, uh, I guess we're almost in spring now. It's like a late, late winter, early spring sort of vibe here, at least in California. It was like 80 degrees the other day, basically. Spring in February, it's... Wild, yeah, it's super wild. Like, I was seeing on uh, the news for our area basically that had we not gotten rain just a couple of weeks ago, even that we would have been in like a red flag warning again already (laughs) in late February. So, the weather here is certainly getting strange over recent years. But uh, again, hope everyone who's listening is doing well. Thank you very much for your time. So, episode 27, uh, marking our first episode after our one year anniversary episode so to speak, which I thought was a lot of fun to record and to, to go back and, and listen to, obviously with the edits and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to, to see where we've come and where we started, all that jazz. But there are some amendments, from my, my understanding, and some corrections that we'd like to get put out into the ether. Is that correct? Yeah, I was uh, pretty curious and, quite frankly, a little suspicious of Colin's definition of illustrious. Sorry, it's not correct, sorry, is sir. it? It's not correct, is sorry, it? Sir. So I looked it up. You're going to fact check me on air? (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, So I looked it up, and it's actually way more fitting of a description for the hosts of this illustrious podcast. Okay. It is defined on the internet as well-known, respected, and admired for past achievements. Oh. So so not pregnant. Yeah, so not pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so so what we're gonna have to do first of all much appreciated for the uh the correction there we're gonna have to start calling eli the illuminous eli downing wait why can't i still be illustri- illustrious and respected well, and admired for well, you can be, achievements yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with that i guess I like there's nothing better. there's nothing wrong with that but you if you want to stay glowing then we need to add the you know the word that befits a light bulb right. my term is complete so Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll get the illustrious title next episode. Oh, you will. Based on some progress I've seen you making, you will make you will get that title. Much appreciated. Yeah, Daryl's been on a journey through hell and back <laughs> over the re- recent weeks in his uh in his games. But we'll get to that all in due time. You guys know how this works. If you're a returning listener, or if you're a new listener, you know we got great discussions for you up front. Some corrections, amendments, some list discussions, overall thoughts and impressions on some of the news relating to PlayStation and trophy hunting before we get into what we've been playing and questions from our Patreon supporters. If you like that, go on and head over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast where you can check out our different tiers of support, see if there's something that makes sense for you, and we would be greatly appreciative as always. What do you think about that? I like it. That kind of just flew out, you know, flew off yeah, the tongue. Was... It's like blah, 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 a little bit of word vomit. A baller board vomit. <laughs> Very good. Do we have other corrections and amendments from 
the episode 26. Uh, sure. I was the, uh, the Xbox game shout out. I, I kind of cleared that up that it's not a freebie, but I wanted to make it clear that that is also for the PC version of game pass. That's primarily where I play. Okay. So there's a lot more available on the Xbox itself. And, uh, the Twitch games, if you have a PC, is actually the real freebie, ah. uh, which is now like Amazon Games or something like that. So I just I highly suggest that if you have a PC, keep your eye on those because every now and then they'll you'll get something you're interested in playing, but they're usually shitters. Okay, well that's so. good to know. Good to keep mm-hmm. uh keep aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I recently got Amazon Prime. I guess not super recently, a couple months ago, but then went and was looking at all the benefits that came with like Twitch since it's linked mm-hmm. up and owned by the same company, obviously. And uh, I was kind of blown away by how much stuff they're giving out. I mean, not a lot of it is really that worthwhile <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to look at or invest in, but there's a couple things like I play League of Legends. So there's a couple different like skin shards or like, you know, different point values for that in-game store. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I guess I, my thing was just like, wow, there's like 25 things here in my inbox that I haven't even really checked out yet. And mostly mm-hmm. I've just been using it to give the Twitch Prime sub away. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty cool, though, nonetheless. Yeah, if you have Prime, definitely just look at that every now and then. Mm-hmm. There's some like that um, right now is like Stealth Bastards, Monster Prom, Strata is a cool like puzzle game. It's a bit out there, but. Sign Mora EX, and then you get all the SNK games, which is, you know, that could be a discussion for maybe another podcast with their money influence behind them. Right. But like this, where I got, I got Ukulele and the Impossible Layer, Overcooked, Boy Bastards, Victor Vran, regular Ukulele, Dead Light. <laughs> like there's some good every now and then, Outcast Second Contact, Turok 2, Turok 1. Yeah, some good stuff um, then. Yeah, so Darksiders 2, Enter the Gungeon, but yeah. So every once in a while, there's there's something decent. Yeah, definitely. You should uh, check out Overcooked, by the way, if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. That game is, uh, I mean, I know some people in the community had recently been playing it and trying to go for four or five stars in all the kitchens, right? But Or is it three stars? I can't remember. Going for the stars in the kitchens, but that game is uh, rage-inducing unlike many other games I've played. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> it starts out as all like kind of cute and fun. And you're like, how difficult can this really be? Right. I'm making a fucking hamburger here. And it, you know, it is pretty simple at first, but then they start rotating the pans around the room and like the layout becomes sort of like a, a little maze like, and before you know it, you're burning your meat or your bread and then you got to start <laughs> over. And it's just like, Holy moly, dude, I can't, can't, can't keep up. Right. Look at the toll we put onto our service industry workers. That sounds bad, dude. Burning your meat? You're burning mm-hmm. your meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know, Daryl. <laughs> I don't know why don't that... burn rem- your meat. What's up? Don't burn your meat, fellas. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I try not to even be in a situation where that could occur. You yeah. know, whenever I'm near a campfire, I'm always got my back to it. <laughs> I toast those buns. Exactly. <laughs> Toasted buns, Toasted burnt, buns meat. burnt meat. Two different, two different things here. I don't know why this reminded me of that, but did you guys by chance see the new Mortal Kombat trailer, by the way? 
like for the oh, movie. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that reminded you of that either. It just popped into my head when we were talking about burnt meat and toasted buns. Mm-hmm. Oh, like fatality wise, where dudes like get toasted in the game. I mean, I guess so. I don't. I don't even really know. It's. I mean, this is for a movie, not for a game. But it's coming out right. on. HBO Max, like, day and date with the theater release. I think it's in April, actually, but it looks uh, pretty good if you're a fan of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's it has what Mortal Kombat's all about. You know, the, you know, the iconic characters are in the movies. A lot of, like, more gore in it. Brutal stuff taking place. Like, mm-hmm. you see Sub-Zero freezing Jax's arms, and he just, like, rips it apart, like, they didn't even like cover that up. They yeah, showed I know. It. <laughs> Scorpion looks pretty badass. Like, yeah, this is what Mortal Kombat's all about. Yeah, I hope they do a good job with it because the the first couple of movies that came out, I guess it was in like the late nineties, maybe early two thousands. The first one was okay, and the second one I thought was pretty bad. So, on top of that, like video game adaptations into movies don't have a good track record of necessarily doing very well. So we'll see, we'll see how it does. But the fact that it's coming out on HBO Max the same day, I'm like, I'm just going to watch it like right when it comes out. Screw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty excited when I checked that out. What do you think, Eli? Are you a Mortal Kombat fan? You're not a movie guy most of the time, or a TV show guy most of the time. No, more of a video game guy. Well, wouldn't you know? It's a good thing that you're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking like of... You. Speaking of that, um, really quickly, there are a couple sales. I forgot to put it in the the run of the show, so to speak, in the notes, but Mortal Kombat is on sale, so again, it jogged my memory. So if you're a uh, a gamer looking for some new titles um, on a budget, go and check out. There's a indie sale going on, there's a games under $20 sale, and there's a PS Plus like discounts, double discount sale going on. So the reason it reminded me is because you can get Mortal Kombat 11 for 15 bucks down from... 50 right now there's some good offerings are you guys gonna get any of the sale items probably not right absolutely not (laughs) staying away from spending money i like it i like it well that's okay we've got plenty of other stuff to play and plenty of other stuff that we have been playing uh some other things have occurred though in the realm of, of gaming including new releases and as is becoming tradition here we are going to be reviewing a trophy list for one of the more recent uh, game releases. Trophy list slash achievement list for one of the releases. And that's going to be, for this week, Persona 5 Strikers. This is a Musou-style, uh, I guess, wave-fighting game. <laughs> I don't know the best way to describe it other than comparing it to, like, Dynasty Warriors and Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, sort of these other games where you're just fighting waves of enemies with a party of characters, and they each have their own skill set. Yada yada, you get the drift. Nothing new in terms of design, but it, they have a tendency of delving into these other franchises and using their art style and their characters to sort of like have a new <laughs> leg of their branch of games, if that makes sense. Yeah, so what did you guys think of the list for Persona 5 Strikers? And have you <laughs> were you excited about this game at all? I mean, I'm not much in the Musou games, so... For me, it didn't really do much in terms of like, oh, I want to play it or buy it. But I knew it was important to, to some people in the community as well. So I figured it was a good topic for, for this episode. Yeah, this game looked way more up my alley than I thought. Yeah. As a result of it coming from the Dinosaur, Dynasty Warriors dev studio, Omega Force. And, you know, it's 
an action RPG because mm-hmm. of that. Um, but the list still scares me as much as a Persona list should. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it scares me is because you have to do everything. Mm. You know? Yeah. Take talking to all your cohorts at every opportunity. That's a lot of that's a lot of pressure for me. You know? I know. I what hate I, yeah, I hate that stuff. What if I accidentally missed one of those? Mm-hmm. What if I'm getting a coffee? Right? Yeah. I miss it. Character that's never comes back. Character. Yeah. So that that's a bit sketch for me. And um, you know, looking over the list, the uh Death Defied trophy really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. That has you killing every boss three times and all the sub bosses. And then I think that takes you to earn, you know, oh, to fight the, the Reaper or Death Defied. Mm, yeah. I see. But really, you know, take that with a grain of salt because I am not a persona expert here. So it could be a lot easier that meets the eye, but just the like, I mean, you have to beat the bosses three times. So that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, no, that's no, no joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am glad to see that you don't really have to do the New Game Plus trophy on the hardest difficulty, it, although there is a trophy for... So it just you just have to start it, and mm-hmm. this trophy makes that very clear. So yeah, you just save before you start New Game Plus, start it on Merciless, and then after popping the trophy, just reload and start on Easy, or <laughs> whatever the difficulty of your choosing. Yeah, that is a really nice caveat there, because that's a gold trophy as well, so I'll mm-hmm. take it. That's pretty cheap. <laughs> it is a little, yeah. yeah, it is a little bit cheap in terms of like if you're looking at trophy distribution, trophy economy, etc. But like if I'm actually someone who's playing this game, I'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I'm trophy hunting in it, like that's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. There's, um, it seemed to be, you know, relatively straightforward in terms of the list, right? Like you're saying, you just have to do everything. Um. Mm-hmm. But no, like, really weird or crazy, like, combat-specific trophies, like, juggle a character, or, like, juggle an enemy with this character and finish them with the ability of this character. You know, there's none of that kind of stuff, which I was a little bit surprised about, considering it's a hack-and-slash game with so many different characters. I thought they could be a little more creative in that regard. But, yeah, basically, you're going to be acquiring the Master Arts, which I'm assuming is, like, your max-level skills for all the characters in the game. You're going to be maxing out your skill tree in general, and you're going to be going through and just beating waves and waves of enemies while it looks like doing some little collectible stuff on the side and cooking food, which my guess is the, the food will give you stat bonuses in the, uh, in the fighting sections of the game, sort of like how Breath of the Wild had done it in the past and a few other games where you get a temporary boost or, like, to your defense, or, like, to your attack speed, or something like that. But, uh, overall, the list doesn't look that crazy, I would say. What do, what do you think, Gerald? Yeah, it's like you guys said. It looks pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I mean, I do like the, the trophy artwork. I do, too. It looks pretty cool. It, it really looks like the whoever designed the trophy list put a lot of effort behind that. I was kind of reading the trophy lists and descriptions to kind of see if maybe just like references made to other games but not being a you know not being exposed to persona this whole series i really don't know if like any of these are kind of made references to other games so if they are please let us know Mm -hmm. i'm not the most 
you know, I don't really know this game a whole lot. So please <laughs> inform us if any of these trophies are cool little Easter eggs about other games in the series. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I mean, there's a couple, like, all that glitters is, like, you know, one that... I feel like that trophy title is something you see in a ton of games. <laughs> uh, or some permutation of it, but... For, you know, defeating the ten treasure demons. Um, I did like the... At the top of the list, sort of, like, what I believe are the dungeon trophies, or story-based dungeon trophies, which it's Cage of Something, right? So this this is, like, Cage of Lust closed, for example. So it's, like, the name of the dungeon, and then a different adjective cage of vanity conquered cage of gluttony torched cage of desolation condemned like they didn't just repeat the same sort of just like title or description of like like you know complete the dungeon of arrogance whatever they could have done that all the way down they did put a little effort into switching it up there's a, a apparently a rocket league reference in here too with cage of arrogance cracked what do you think about that eli cracked bro. <laughs> that's cracked trophy right there <laughs> Did I use that correctly? I'm not really quite sure if I'm using that word correctly, but yeah. Okay. The cage of arrogance is cracked. All right. Cool. So that means like <laughs> that that place is insane. It's hella good yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Looking at that, it kind of reminds me of Dante's Inferno, like these different realms. Yeah. Lust, gluttony, wrath. I clearly remember that from the Dante's Inferno game. They all kind of had like, you know. The environment was kind of tailored to the actual sin itself, so it, I'm kind of curious now what these worlds look like. I know, I yeah, I mean, I've, it's hard because I've not really played any Musou games either, so I don't know what the layout is really like for that. What is um, this Musou thing you keep saying? What is M that? Musou is like the genre that these games are described as. Like Musou, Musou games are like the Dynasty Warrior games, basically. And the whole premise of them and the whole idea of them is it's just, like, fighting huge, huge, huge amounts of enemies and, like, clearing a battlefield that's full of enemies with your party, basically, just by doing hack and slash stuff. That's, like, the whole idea. I mean, I'm looking at the guide really quick just to kind of get a rough idea now that I've looked at the list. It says 40 to 50 hours, according to Power Picks, and a 4 out of 10 difficulty with only one missable uh, trophy. So... Doesn't seem too bad, I guess, for what the list would have made me believe. Yeah, I've heard that's what they say for the plot. Do you have to beat it on New Game Plus? No. No, you just have to start? You just have to start it, right? So this is saying, at least according to the Power Picks guide, minimum number of playthroughs is one. Oh, yeah, you just have to play through some of it, I think. I'm not gotcha. sure then for the, like, defeat the bosses three times if you just, like, replay those bosses or something. or I'm not, I don't mm -hmm. really know how that works. You have to play until you can use fusions in the velvet room to fuse the final persona missing in your list. Oh, okay. Wherever that may be. <laughs> it's like another language to me. I'm just so, mm -hmm. like, uninformed with persona stuff. I know I need, <laughs> I need at some point, you know, I should probably play Persona 5, but it just seems such, like, a daunting game. Even to, like, play through without trophy hunting in, it seems like a really long and, mm -hmm. uh, and crazy game to sort of get into. Yeah, if anywhere, this is where I would jump in because I like hack and slashes. Right. And or uh, what do you call it? A, a Muso. A Muso. Yeah. <laughs> a Muso soup. A, a Muso. Yeah. You're going to go into a restaurant and say that on accident now. Whenever we're allowed to go back in restaurants again, you'll. We you'll may do... have a correction for next, <laughs> for next week. 
It's all right. I'm I don't telling know if you. I believe your moose. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it from other people in the in the games industry who would be uh, yelled at if they got it wrong. Right? Like the Muso franchise. It's a franchise. It's a fr- yeah. Also it's also referred to as the Warriors franchise. Right, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So it's specifically Dynasty Warriors. I don't Samurai think so. Warriors, Warriors Orochi. In its inception, yes. I've I've heard it used as referred to those types of games very frequently. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll double check it. We'll fact check I, that shit. I just did. I said my piece. <laughs> we'll we'll uh we'll come back to that. Getting fact checked on air, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got to do it. That's true. Got to be given out live. Yo, know, people are going to be thinking for two weeks that mu- that Muso <laughs> that uh, that illustrious is a uh, yeah <laughs> glowing. We've we've misled them for over a year now. We are so sorry to, to everyone out there who incorrectly used the word. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's really. I didn't have too much else to necessarily say on the list, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. I think it looks like an interesting style of game, and it could be a lot of fun. So, my thing is like, there's a lot of different games like this, and so if you just, li- I mean, if you like Persona and if you like that world, then I could understand being really excited about this and wanting to hop in. And the other, I mean, the only other one that I was tempted to get, like it was probably the Hyrule Warriors one on Switch, just because I don't have any sort of hack and slash games on there. But every time I think about getting something on switch, I get discouraged and I don't do it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's basically become the Mario machine for me. Yeah. So I want to switch. It's like, I can't, I can't spend that much money to then spend $60 to play Mario and then not play it again. Mm-hmm. Like why would I play dark souls or something like that on a switch? I have why no, would, yeah, I don't know. Why would I do that? So it's literally only for, first party games yep and the first party games are good they have like a certain you know they're always a certain level of polish and they're not bad ever but it's just you know exactly what it's going to be it's a mario Mm -hmm. platformer a mario like cart mario party (laughs) Mm -hmm. etc etc anything else to add to the list discussion there daryl platinum's at 0.1 percent that's a pretty low Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not sure if trophy hunters are really serious about this game, but it's pretty rare at the moment. It came out on the 23rd of this month, so it hasn't been out too long in the West, at least. But mm-hmm. I agree. Given the guide said 40 to 50 hours and a 4 out of 10, I would, I would have expected it to be a little bit higher than that by now. But people are having a busy week, you know? Yeah, I'm sure once, um, you know, the game kind of like it's been out for a month, we might see that number go up a little bit. I agree. Well, good. If you guys are interested or if you're going to be playing Persona 5 Strikers in the in the community or something, let us know what you guys think of the game. I am curious to hear how it is, especially Eli is curious because he might pick it up. It sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. he's looking for that hack and slash game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, put your thoughts in the in the comment section if you're going to play this. Are you going to be trophy hunting in it? Let us know. Be curious to hear how it is. And with that, I think we'll move on to sort of the other major news and discussion of the last couple of weeks, which is Sony's State of Play, which occurred on Thursday of this week. So we're recording on a Saturday here, the 27th. So that would have been the 25th uh, of February. And 
what that sort of meant for the PS Plus games for this month. Because a bit of a strange scenario that I've I've not really encountered since we've been trophy hunting in terms of like when are they announcing these games? What's coming out? Like you know, I was I was quite confused going into this week with what was going to be the offerings for March. So what what are some people's thoughts here? Some general ideas and takeaways from the state of play? Did it do anything for you guys? Knockout City did something for me. Is that the dodgeball one you were talking about? Yeah, it's Fortnite dodgeball. What the fuck is that? What is that? Fortnite dodgeball, dude. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> I like that game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is the world we live in now. These are the games that people want, Eli. Fortnite dodgeball. Like that and Destruction All-Stars and Fortnite are just like, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it looks ridiculous. Like, I like the concept. I think that's cool and could be fun. But something rubbed me, you know, real bur- really burnt my meat over it, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> really toasted my buns, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Odd. So, so overall negative, negative sort of <laughs> takeaway from, from the experience, which is just all well and good. I mean, there's a couple interesting announcements. I think the uh, P- PS5 uh, exclusive, uh, oh my gosh, why can I not think of it? The Yuffie, I think her name is, the character in FF7 Remake and the original. But there's a DLC for that game that's exclusive to PS5 coming out, which is kind of cool and interesting. Uh, they also announced there the PS5 version of the game, which I don't think was any surprise to anybody that it was going to be coming. It already was backwards compatible on it, so I don't really even understand. There's like a whole trend of this going on where it's like, now it's a PS5 native version when it's like it's gonna run better when i put it in my ps5 anyway right so what's the what's all the hullabaloo about i don't really quite get it and other than that i mean we did get to see a little bit of some other smaller games that have been teased for a while including you know games like solar ash and uh bridge of spirits as well um had a cinematic sort of trailer that accompanied some discussion of that game um yeah what what about you daryl what do you think does this do anything for you? I mean, I, I enjoyed what I saw. I, I really liked Knockout City. Yeah, it seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Being able to throw balls at dudes and knock them out and special abilities with the balls you can do. Um, I'm going to stop saying balls because <laughs> <laughs> too, too many balls, but yeah. Too many Overall, balls. I really, I really liked that game. Um, Kenna was pretty, it was pretty cool. I really liked that. When I was listening to the state of play and kind of doing chores around the house, and I happened to look at my phone when the Kenna's showcase was going on, I literally thought I was watching a Pixar trailer. I thought it was like an ad in the middle of the of the presentation. Yeah, because it looked just like something Pixar would make. And then yeah. you know, realizing no, this is actually a video game. I was like, "What? It's mm-hmm. pretty cool." Yeah, very yeah, cool. That's one that that stuck in my head from the. Uh... The PS5 launch uh, show they did was this Kenna game. It looked pretty sweet. It looked like it had some fun combat and some interesting, like, is that mechanics? I guess it would be mechanics, you know, with, like, the different, um, what were they, kind of, like, I guess, spirits. I don't know. It seemed like you you got some, like, you know, some tree, some tree powers in the, <laughs> after you defeated the tree boss or something like that. I don't know. It looked it looked. Uh, enticing to me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree too. Looks when I first saw it, 
I was kind of meh with it. I was like, oh, okay. And then kind of seeing more on it after the state of play, I was like, wow, this actually looks like a really cool game. Yeah, I think a lot of folks were a little disappointed in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the release date for the game. There were some rumors flying around that the game might be coming out in March or much sooner than it's June. Or wait, when is it coming out? June of this year? August of this year, excuse me. Got announced in June of last year. But yeah, it's coming out in August of this year, which I think is a bit later than a lot of folks were expecting. But that's okay. I mean, I think we're going to have some other really large releases this year, including Returnal, which we got a gameplay look, or another gameplay look, I should say, at at the state of play. And uh, supposedly God of War Ragnarok is still going to be coming out this year. And Horizon Forbidden West is coming out this year as well. So that's like in Ratchet and Clank. So you got four, five, you know, pretty sizable games coming out this year for the PlayStation systems. Nothing to scoff at. But the game does look beautiful, you're right, for Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I am curious about it. I don't know if I'll pick it up, but I'll be curious to hear what people think of it, for sure. For me, I, I like a lot of the games that they showed. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy them, but right. I really enjoyed a lot of them. I, I think there are some people who were really satisfied with what they saw i i really enjoyed it death death loop looked pretty cool i got like some 007 vibes with that trailer yeah the song that was they're playing yeah yeah and odd world soulstorm looked pretty cool mm -hmm. I, i've been playing a lot of platformers as of late and it reminded me a lot of like that 3d platformer style look that little nightmares is all about so that game kind of resonated with me and Sifu um, was real cool to me. Like I grew up watching a lot of Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan movies back in the day, and that whole thing kind of like like piqued my interest. I was like, "Wow, this looks pretty cool!" And it, they had that one scene in the presentation where it's like that shot where the guys like beating up dudes in the hallway. Oh yeah, yeah. You seen that? Mm -hmm. I think they took inspiration of that from a movie called Old Boy. You guys familiar with that name? No, I'm not. What is that? Uh, it has like one of the most like praise movie scenes like in the fighting genre where it's just like this long single shot where you're just seeing this carnage take place in the hallway where this guy is like going, you know, he's going full on hardcore mode with like 15 guys in the hallway. These guys have pipes, two by fours, and they're just bringing it down on him. But this guy's like fighting. And it's all done in one take, so you don't get any of that fast camera, like, shifting between different characters. It's all right there for you to witness. Damn. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, you get those long shots where you just see everything. Mm -hmm. Not like you can only see, like, nowadays they do it where you can, like, just see the guy's face. And it's like panning back and forth it's like well i can't see yeah. any it's, yeah the, the cuts are so fast you can't really tell what's happening sometimes and i think that's on purpose to, to like save and budget and shit as well a lot of the lot times of you get like these big well-known actors and you know they can't fight all they can right. do is act so that's right. how they kind of make up for that right mm -hmm. but it's pretty cool i'm a little worried too because that the people that are developing this game are the same people who made absolver yeah I didn't hear a lot of good things about that game. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of like, I think it was a very cool idea. So, um, 
and it's it was a fighting game so mm-hmm. as if they've perfected it i think it could that actually had me kind of excited i was like hmm, maybe they because that game looked interesting but you know then as i looked more into it i was like yeah i don't know about this yeah. so you know if they've perfected it you know that that fighting style they were going for back then it could be could be a banger yeah i mean we hope that the studio would learn after its first project and continue to get better right so i agree with you it's possible this is going to be really good i like the art style a lot of the game as well it looks really pretty and the sort of description for it i thought was was really cool so it's like basically from what i understood you have like a magical pendant it's a revenge story it's a single player story set in a fictional chinese city you have like a pendant that you wear that revives you when you die and the description here says the cost of magic is dear, however, and you will age significantly every time you come back to life. Time is the price you pay for your revenge. So I don't know exactly what that's going to do in terms of in-game mechanics or whatever, but basically how old your character is at the end of the game is going to be reflective of like how many times you died throughout the game. Kind of interesting. And uh, you know they're going to throw some trophy in there that's like beat the game as a young young man or whatever, which is basically to like not die at all or like beat the game when you're 200 years old or something so. Wait, is this sifu mm-hmm. oh, okay yep yeah what's it the um that remnant from the ashes um spinoff what was that called did the same thing oh really um, yeah i'm gonna have to look it up live here okay i'm, I'm a live kind of guy i guess <laughs> one of the games yeah. from the state of play no, one of the the remnant from the ashes spinoff was had the same same mechanic where you aged yeah. every time you came back. I didn't even know they were related until I almost bought it. But hmm. yeah, I mean, I I agree though, Daryl. It does look very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's probably the one that I was the most intrigued by from from the show. Other, I mean, Deathloop also has been like slowly crawling up and being like, oh, this actually looks like it could be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I was pretty blown away by it. Like, I was like, oh, man, a fighting game? Like, it it just brought back these memories of, like, watching, like, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan back in the days. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And I did see, like, a potential game that I wanted to stream, and that's Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Oh, God. (laughs) Man, it just... Like I was thinking of Resident Evil, Outlast. Like, man, that's that's the game I would totally play. That game, yeah, or those series of games are quite creepy from what I understand. I've never played any of them, but the idea is like you're managing like security. To, I don't know for the new one, right? The older games, the idea is like you're looking at like security footage and like you can see different angles in this like restaurant that you're in and you're like trying to like I don't know, make sure you don't get snuck up on by these, like, animatronic bears <laughs> that come and kill you. It's very, it's very weird, but um, also, like, pretty cheap, I think, for some of the older titles. So you can try them out before you get into the new one. It's for sure up your alley, though, in terms of, like, a horror game. Yep. I was pretty excited about that one. I mm-hmm. was looking at it, and I was like, man, I'm going back to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I'm, I'm going to be playing a horror game that I like. Dude, it's, it's like... Something I would totally play. <laughs> I'm going back to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> All right. So you found it? Called, yeah. It's okay. Chronos Before the Ashes. I've never and, heard of that game. Yeah, I haven't either. And it's actually a Souls-like game. 
Oh. Yeah. So. Well, I guess Remnant is too, but it, Remnant's more of like a shooter Souls game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this one not a shooter? It's more of like a, you know, melee combat? Or, yeah, melee combat. Okay. Yeah. Looks, Interesting. It's okay. It's I think it's pretty rough around the edges. Yeah. Uh. Anywho. Well... Now you know it's got the same mechanic, so all you Sifu yeah. lovers out there, maybe go check out Before the Ashes, Kronos Before the Ashes, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe you'll get your fix until Sifu comes out. I I didn't see a release window for that. Maybe I was blind. Daryl, did you see when that game was coming out, Sifu? I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. Nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Deathloop, Eli? Uh, I didn't see that. No? Okay. Mm-mm. It looks pretty interesting, I think. Daryl and I were talking a little bit about it while you were looking that up, but it's basically like... I, I think the the cool part about it is it's very arcade looking in its art style and in how its gameplay looks. Like You just have some telekinetic abilities, you have what looks to be pretty good gunplay and some good uh, maneuverability with your character, and you're just running through the same scenarios and levels over and over again to try and figure out what's happening in this world that keeps like restarting your sort of Groundhog Day experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. And I guess there's two different characters that you can play as, so they probably have different, you know, pros and cons to them and stuff like that. But I, you know, as a lover of Resident Evil, of course, I like multiple playthroughs and things. And I like having to per- uh, like perfect different segments and different sections of games. What was that? Oh, my cat just hit my dog. What's going on here? It's tough when you have a cat and a dog together. They just, they necessarily don't get along. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's my parents' dog, so she's like the intruder in the space, according mm-hmm. to my cat. And my cat is uh, is no pushover, so she's, she's smacking her. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. I think Deathloop looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, this whole state of play thing, I guess it could have been a it. It's fine that it was an event, but like I just, you know, I take these things, you know, with not too much expectations because like all this stuff was revealed basically at the PS5 like launch, right? And this is just the state of where it's at. So, right. You know, I wasn't expecting any kind of big bangers to be revealed or whatever, but it is cool to like see the games again. Yeah, let uh, let you know they're still being worked on. Yeah, right. But like, I, I kind of assume that, anyways. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume we're it's still sure. being worked on. <laughs> we're still gonna try to take your money for this game. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, no duh. But I, yeah, I think cool. it's just because we didn't have obviously a proper E3 or some of those larger events last year. It's still unclear if we're gonna have anything like that this year. You know, a lot of people. Myself included, I'm guilty of this as well. We'll look at these events and be like, oh man, you could have like this crazy hype unknown announcement here because where else are they going to do it? And by and large, that like sets you up for some disappointment. And mm-hmm. I do the same thing with like Nintendo Directs. Like, it's funny, every single Nintendo Direct, people are like, here comes the, the Metroid Prime trilogy. It's come to Switch. Here it is. You know, it's like, hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's been years now. Uh, you know, it's Zelda's like 35th anniversary this uh this year as well people were all stoked about that and we got the skyward sword announcement for that remaster but where's the twilight princess one or the wind waker one nowhere 
right? Like, so it's just, it's really hard sometimes when we as consumers expect too much out of these events to really have any, you know, have good feelings coming out of them. Because at the end of the day, like you're saying, Eli, they're just progress updates on like titles that we know about for the most part. Correct. Alongside the state of play, though, we did get our announcements finally for the PS Plus games for March. I did want to kind of pick pick your brains on that a little bit because, yeah, I mean, a little bit strange how it rolled out this month. Like, we didn't really know what was coming, and then there was, like, a leaked photo that I guess was confirmed to be true of what the games were, and, like, um, the the date was a little bit off, right? It's almost always the same sort of pattern with what day in the month they announce the games that are they're free for the following month. They didn't do that this this time. So what did you guys think of how that all rolled out? Uh, yeah, it leaked like what, a couple hours beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty funny. Love those. Like, yeah, it leaked. It's like, I'm going to know in an hour. Yeah. Big deal. Um, but to be, it kind of backs up, you know, what PlayStation and Jim Ryan has been saying, where, you know, I guess, so I have his quote here. It's, quote, we see this is a very interesting and innovative way to publish games and to make games available to our subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about like releasing games directly to PS Plus. And this kind of like backs me, backs them up here, I think. You know, it's not one to one, but Final Fantasy is pretty new and it is a pretty big game for Sony. Yeah, absolutely. So getting closer to, you know, <laughs> new games. Remnant and Farpoint are not new either, but Maquette will launch to PS Plus. So, yeah, you know. They're they're uh they're bangers this month, I think, in my opinion. I think they've been killing it this whole year, honestly, with mm-hmm. the PS Plus offerings. Yeah. I think Remnant is Keep the it going. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. But yeah, that's why I think this is kind of like a sign of releasing newer and more well received games monthly to PS Plus. Cause I think it's um you know, and the, with the way they're talking about it and the games that this month, it really seems like it's going to be more of their focus and more of their like game pass competition. It's kind of what I'm hoping because that would just benefit us, you know? Yeah. It, it would make sense. But. Yeah. I wonder if that's what they're going to do, like sort of take the approach of like, like we've seen, like with Fall Guys or something like Destruction All-Stars where it's like, it's, it's coming out for free on PS Plus for a couple months. And then after that, it's $20. So you can get in on it with that service if you have it right then. Or you can still buy it for, the, for you know after the fact, right? And try to enjoy the game that way. But I think you're right. My I've heard sort of some folks be a little upset about the FF7 announcement because they pr- just purchased it or something like that, right? It's like, I get it. You know, yeah, you bought the game full price maybe a couple months ago or four or five months ago. And now it's free on PS Plus. But overwhelmingly people are asking for better and newer games on the service. So you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Just it, stop buying games. Yeah. It's the risk that you, it's always the risk that you're going to take when you buy something within the first month or two of it coming out for full price. You never know. Yeah. It could go on sale immediately. Like for some promotional thing, it could like end up on PS plus or whatever. So, you know, yeah, you really got to judge how much you want to play that game. Yeah. That day. You know, like, or do that I need month. to play this the second it comes out? Mm-hmm. overwhelmingly the answer is no <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my I opinion got, yeah. yeah i have a i have a hefty backlog so it doesn't bother me much but 
mm-hmm. you know i can see that's not everybody's situation you get a new call of duty every year maybe fifa right and something like final fantasy catches your eye so you you know you pick it up yep i think to that point though that's funny you mentioned call of duty that's like one of the few games that i would say i would maybe buy if i w- I didn't get the the last one cold war but if you're gonna buy call of duty or a multiplayer online game i would probably get it as close to launch as possible we've talked about that before but that is when you're gonna have the most fair and balanced experience playing against other people is because it's new to everybody if you wait for one of those games to go on sale or to be free like let's say they offered up fucking call of duty cold war right now on ps plus you hopped in there you're gonna get shit stomped <laughs> it's so well unless they offer it for free then everyone's gonna be in there i suppose that's true huh i guess if but, if they're offering it to everybody but i see what you're saying but if, yeah if you're waiting for a sale you'll be waiting until hell freezes over so on yeah. a call of duty game oh man it's like infinite warfare is still 60 bucks and stuff like that like i mean i think that's it did insane. go on sale at one point but most of the time it's full price yeah what do you oh. think daryl Personally, I dodged another month of not owning any of these games, so I am a happy camper. Yeah. I, um, I just, yeah, as long as I don't own any of the PS Plus games, I'm good. <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the code to live by. That's why I like that Knockout City so much. Reminds me of Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. You like it because the balls. Dodge another month. <laughs> Patches of Hulahan. <laughs> Wasn't that his name in the movie? I think so. Yeah. Patches of Hulahan, man. Well, fucking legend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in yeah, months it's past, cool. it's been like, okay, I own these games, but I'm not too upset about it if it's stuff I've owned for quite a while, you know? But I, I, I guess I was just saying, like, I do get people's points if it's something you've bought recently, but it's a risk that you take, I guess. Yeah, how's a. Uh... How's Final Fantasy VII, you know, how's that burning your meat, toasting your buns at all? Not toasting at all, because quite frankly, I was, I asked for it for a uh, birthday present, so okay. I didn't, I didn't buy it. Um, okay. I'm, I'm sorry to my Aunt Anne, who bought it for me. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's since, like, she doesn't really buy me, like, specific games anymore, like, and now we've kind of come to an agreement. That was a rare exception with FF7, like, she'll normally just get me, like, the money for you know the playstation store and then i can kind of figure out how i want to divvy it up so unfortunately she didn't do that this time (laughs) since we're on the topic of ps plus games Mm -hmm. i think it was announced in the state of play that odd world's soulstorm would be april's ps plus game for the ps5 oh that's awesome i didn't i didn't catch that yeah it was like in a little disclaimer at the bottom of the video Oh, snap. Hell yeah. It looks like, you know, at least we'll know one third of the games that are being released. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll do like another four game PS Plus month, but that's one of the games I think is going to be up there. So we'll we'll wait to see. Mm, it's a good mm-hmm. call. Maybe it'll be Persona 5 Strikers as well. And some <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a point that there are four games, and I'm glad that they. Since Farpoint is VR only, right. so I do like that they added, you know, that's why it's four. Mm-hmm. They didn't cheap out on, you know, like, oh, well, if you don't have VR, you only get one game. 
So I think that's pretty cool. And if you have a PS5 MVR, you get four games. Yeah, I mean, again, this year that's has crap. just been great. You know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Greedfall, Control, Ultimate Edition, you get FF7 Remake. I mean, there's some really great games that you're getting this year. And I'm really happy about it because the end of last year, I felt like kind of slowly petered out and died in terms of how good the offerings were. Maybe that's not actually true, but that was my perception at the time. So it feels like they're putting a lot more effort into it in 2021. Absolutely. It, it almost feels like, you know, it's a great time for VR owners too, mm-hmm. because Conky Genie also had a VR portion in the game as well. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, if you're a VR owner and you're like, oh, well, crap, I bought the set. I didn't really get much out of it. Maybe they'll start releasing more VR games now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Farpoint looks pretty sweet, man. I hear it's a pretty good shooter. Mm-hmm. It's like five hours to beat. It is old, though. I think it came out in like 2017. Yeah. And it, it yeah. can be a bit buggy. Um, but it looks pretty cool. I kind of, I was watching some stuff on it. I was like, I kind of want VR now. This looks, <laughs> this looks cool. I, I don't like all the, the wires and the, the setup that's involved with the VR for, for PlayStation VR, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, we have to fact check it. There, there's some sort of, uh, I think there's going to be a PSVR 2. I'm not sure if they've announced it or what's, what's going on with that, but if that one is, you know, maybe a little bit less messy in terms of setup and everything, then it's a, it's a tempting sort of thing to explore, I suppose. Mm-hmm. If I, I can't like, imagine playing some games in VR though I'd be scared so sh- I mean PS or uh, RE7 is PSVR compatible there's no way dude there's no fucking way you would catch me in that thing well for me I think Remnant <laughs> is the only one <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> well we wouldn't catch you in that thing with clean underwear that's for sure exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'd probably just have to wear a diaper when I played it <laughs> <laughs> I just be, I just be in a diaper. Does the PSVR come with a box of diapers? It does. The Amazon bundle comes with that. <laughs> <laughs> People who bought so this also wipes. purchased. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, what were you saying? Remnant. Was, Remnant is probably the only one that I'll probably play at some point. Yeah, I'll add it to my library. The- and maybe Final Fantasy VII, but Remnant would probably come first because the the list is pretty decent. It looks daunting, mm-hmm. and it's because it's like ro- almost like roguelike Souls shooter, basically. Right. But you can do everything uh, in adventure mode. Our our Soulsborne expert in the Discord, Afrofish, mm-hmm. actually uh, cleared that up. That it's it's not so bad. Oh, okay. So it's not, yeah. when I read the list initially, I felt like I was like, okay, so I'm just going to like hope that my randomized world has this thing that I need for this trophy over and over again. But you're saying that there's a way that we can like kind of choose what boss or what encounter or stuff you go for. Yeah. And that end you get like an adventure mode. Well, I think you would still do the same. You would just do the same level and hope for that boss, but like, you don't have to play through the campaign I all see. Over again or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's helpful. And the thing I don't like about it, though, is the worlds are not, you're not, you have to stick to one person's uh, iteration of the world. Like, if we started together and are playing your world, Colin, if I wanted to play while you weren't on, I would be making separate progress. 
in my oh, own and, world. And we couldn't I couldn't play yeah. your world. Mm. I couldn't make the same progress. So okay. that's kind of a bit of a bummer, but that way you would you would potentially get more bosses cleared, but Yeah. That's interesting though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that maquette looks pretty cool. To to be real. I, like I didn't actually look at it too closely. Again. What is what is it? Describe it for me. It's a puzzle game where you mm, it's hard to describe. It's like inception why does my phone have sound on sorry <laughs> like always off probably from my alarm this morning oh yeah um but you have you're in a as, as you can see in the picture there's that like red dome and inside it there's another red dome mm-hmm. so the worlds are like get bigger and bigger outside of you and say there's a big block in the large world that you can't get through so you go to the little miniature version of it. You can move that block in the miniature version, and it'll move on the outside, like the bigger wor- version. Oh, okay. So it's like an Inception puzzle game. Yeah. Which really looks like it's up my brother's alley. Uh, yeah, I was like, going to say, be... you got to let him know. He's going to be speedrunning that shit for show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. And speaking of my brother real quick, he's been streaming on Twitch at BDown08. Yes, he has his... been. Yeah, killing it with his speed runs in uh, SM64 and 007 games. That video of him trying to break the block in Mario 64 was hilarious. <laughs> right. yeah. He's gonna hit affiliate before I do. He's going for it, man. Yeah. If you're interested in some speed running from the Downing family, check it out. That's right. Indeed. Indeed. All right, well, let's get into what we have been playing over the last couple weeks. I think we've all been making some good progress here. But I am, I'm quite curious to hear how the world of Lordran has been treating you, Daryl. How has Dark Souls <laughs> been going? And amongst other things, I'm sure. But Yeah, Dark Souls, I've made a lot of progress since last episode. I can't remember where exactly I was uh, two weeks ago, but... I think you were at the uh, Capra Demon, or maybe not even there yet, at the Gargoyles, something like that. Yeah, it was somewhere, but I, I felt like I made some good progress. I'm currently in Anorlando, mm-hmm. and for those who were tuning in last night, I had quite the stream where I was <laughs> oh, man. going up against Ornstein and Smo. I was calling him wrong that whole entire stream. I had to fact check myself today, and... Realized, no, it's not smog, it's smo. The smo. The smo. The smo. I'm going to call him smog because he was pissing me off last night. Yeah. Well, my thing, did you ever try, before we get too far away from this particular boss fight, did you try hitting him first? Because every time I was seeing you fight him, you were always killing Ornstein first. Yeah, I was killing Ornstein first because I, I felt like if I took out the quicker enemy first i yep. think i probably would have had a better time against the slower one okay but yep when uh smo went in berserk mode that's where i would just get annihilated mm-hmm. so i'm not sure but then i seen playthrough where it was in reverse where dude took out smo first and then he fought ornstein second and Ornstein became like a giant. So mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what the heck's going on? I definitely <laughs> don't want to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, 
I'm currently at 11%. I think last time I was 7%. I think I popped maybe like a bronze or a silver. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's where, where I'm currently at with Dark Souls. I'm having a really good time with it. Last last night's stream on Dark Souls was really great. Um, I had a lot of people come in. Um, people like giving me tips and tricks, people watching. So it was really cool to kind of showcase that and show like my progress with the game. I was definitely like trying to treat everybody and try to beat these guys, but mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately I didn't do it. But uh, I'm gonna be committed to trying to, you know, take those guys out on my next stream. There you go. Yeah, those uh those two are quite the wall for that game, you know. Like the Capra Demon that you've gotten past already is where a lot of new players get stuck for a while, and then these two are another boss that people typically are stuck on for a little while. So don't be discouraged. If anything, it's encouraged me more to keep at it because I've I kind of like get upset that I die, but then I'm like, okay, you know, I was really close that time. Maybe if there's some ways I can tweak my my uh, playthrough, maybe I can overcome them. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was encouraging a lot of the times to like keep at it, you know. And I was having fun. I was having a lot of fun with it. And that, that's the most important part for me. Yeah, as Just long as you're not fun. raging and, <laughs> and yeah. throwing your controller or something, I think you're good. Yeah, I'm still working with the same controllers, so it, it's uh, it's still intact. It's not in <laughs> billions of pieces yet. Hell yeah, dude! By yeah. the way, I didn't. I tuned out a little bit, or like I had it open, but I I looked away for a little bit. But I heard you talking about oh, there's no uh, blacksmith here to repair my my weapons. Did you end up finding the blacksmith? So what I did is I actually went back to the one that's in Lordran. Okay. The, the Zeus-looking blacksmith. Yeah, in the I tower. I went back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bought one of those repair kits. Yep. There you go. I wasn't sure if that's like a one-time use or it's, you know, you can use it as many times as you want as long as you bought in it. But I bought that. And, yeah, I'm not sure. Is it a one-time use type of deal? Uh, I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I could be wrong on that because there's another blacksmith. So I would typically go to the folks and have them repair it. And eventually you get the ability to teleport between the bonfires. So it's not as big of a deal to have to like backtrack for stuff uh, later in the game. But there is a there is a blacksmith in in Orlando. So keep your eye out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely do some more exploration. Yeah. I actually went all the way back, and then when I was trying to get back to Ornstein and Smo, I was getting killed a lot in Sense Fortress. <laughs> you know, I was getting killed by those pendulums. Oh my god, you had to go through that did. whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, it was like 10 minutes before I actually made it out, and I, I, I was like, man, this this was harder than the actual boss fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit could be frustrating. For sure. Yeah, so I'm having a blast with it. Yeah, I, I could tell from watching the stream, I was telling Eli and, and Skrillis about it too, I was like, you can tell you've learned and you've gotten much better compared to like when I was watching you in the Undead Parish the first time, you know? Like, you know when to dodge, when to block, not to panic, those kinds of things, you know, when to go for a safe heal. So it's coming together. You can see it. You know, you're almost there. It's like, Yeah. I think you'll be once you beat these two, you'll you'll have the tools you need to beat the game. 
Yeah, I picked up some tips and tricks on this pilgrimage I'm undertaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. What do you um, think about the story for the game so far? Have you been able to piece much of it together, or has it been kind of secondary? Yeah, real, honestly, I haven't really been paying much attention to the story. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I read the, the items descriptions every now and then just to, you know, remind myself, oh, that's actually how you learn the story. Mm-hmm. More more times, it's just me kind of like exploring the world, trying to find new routes, hidden paths, things like that, and trying to find the next boss, honestly. Like, that's kind of like what I've been doing is trying to find the next boss because yeah. that's kind of where it, you know, it branches off for me. Like, when I find the boss... If I can't beat the boss, then it kind of like makes me do like a U-turn. Maybe I need to explore more. Maybe I need to upgrade some things. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my focal point is trying to find that next bad boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't worry. They will find you, my friend. <laughs> do not worry. <laughs> and I've also played Little Nightmares 2 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I streamed that uh, a few weeks ago. It roughly took me two days to platinum, so it's a very short game. Yeah, and so a couple I, sessions, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really great game. I think overall it took me nine hours to complete. I did like five hours on my first playthrough, just a blind playthrough, not really knowing anything, looking at any guides to help out. And then on my subsequent playthrough, I did four hours on the cleanup run so nine hours total and yeah i had a really great time with this game it was definitely a really good sequel to the first game i highly 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 recommend this game (laughs) like daryl just got speaking in tongues for a second there (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i just had a really great time with this game um the new monsters in the game are creepy they're disturbing and i just absolutely loved it it was great i i personally like the teacher and the doctor as the new monsters in this game okay because it it just added a whole new you know element to the game because before in part one basically you just had to like run away find cover and then hide but these actual bosses, they were actually able to like like seek you out wherever you hid. Like the teacher had a way of like being able to extend her neck, and then she kind of became like a snake. So she was like weaving in and out of things to find you. Um, the doctor oh, that's so was gross. Really... <laughs> that's... Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, there was like this column that I had to jump onto, and then it kind of did one of those things where it like kind of like went one side and then it like pulled back and then it like went to the other side so during that whole animation you had to like you know crawl to the other side to avoid you know getting detected by her so that had a whole new element of like trying to hide from these monsters and the doctor too he was the first uh monster in the actual series to be on the ceiling so he's crawling on the ceiling if he notices you he can actually pull cover off the ground and then find you. None of the other monsters were able to do that. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> you you really had to be on the move. You couldn't really stay in one location at times. Yeah. 
That's cool. So were they all sort of like modeled, or not modeled after, but they had mannerisms and characteristics of different animals? Like the teacher was like a snake, right? And the doctor seems like kind of like a spider or something then, like on the ceiling and shit. Is that is that true for most of the characters in that game? Or is that just a, a couple of those there? I think, I don't know. I Honestly, I haven't thought of that. I, I didn't really take that into consideration. I'm sure that's kind of like ways that the developers were thinking like, hey, how can we make these monsters more like more scarier yeah. compared to just like chasing people, you know? Honestly, I thought those were way scarier than the monsters I encountered in part one. Mm. Yeah, th that's really interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just curious about it, but either way, it sounds really cool. And... We we alluded to the sales earlier today, but the um the uh a complete edition for the first game is on sale right now for I think it's seven fifty or something like that on one of the sales until March third. So if you're curious about it, you should check it out. Nice. Mm hmm Yeah, it's a really good deal. I I would pick it up for sure. Yeah. Tr trophy wise for this game, um so, like, for the chapter-specific trophies, there's four silvers, and then you get one for the very last chapter. It's a gold. So five trophies dedicated to uh, story uh, ch chapters, which is different from part one because in all five chapters, you actually only get bronzes. So they upped it a little bit on the sequel with giving you four silvers and one gold. Oh, that's good. Likes to see that distribution get better, you know? Yeah, totally. And, you know, the the trophies, we, we've discussed this previously before, you know, how although they are mysterious, it um once you kind of play it a couple of times, you really have an idea of what's going on and what's required for the trophy. And they don't make it overly difficult to find out, like, what the trophy is. Like, if you really want to check out a guide and see what's going on, you're more than welcome to do so. But the actual trophy title, description, and the picture are all clues as to what you need to pop the trophy. So it's it's a unique way. It kind of reminded me of like an escape room. Like personally, I went to I went straight to a guide. I didn't really want to like decipher <laughs> what was required of me. Yep. But kind of looking back and like seeing like you know, the trophy picture, the description. I was like, oh, okay, that was pretty clever. I'm sure if I, like, actually put some time and, like, thinking behind it, I probably would have been able to figure it out, but I I didn't go down that route. Yeah. And four of the trophies actually aren't exactly clear. Like, you could probably follow what's required, like, if you're really, like, good at solving puzzles and things like that. Even if you were able to figure out what's needed, four of these trophies actually require you to wear a hat while you're actually doing the requirement. What? And then, yeah. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> it, it is random. So, like, even if you're able to figure it out, there's no way you could tell that, you know, you're required to wear a hat during these particular trophy requirements. So, you know, just imagine during an age of no internet, you're like, well, I figured it out. Why is it not popping? Right. Right. Oh, wow. You had to wear a hat. Wow. How, how could I ever figure <laughs> that out? <laughs> For sure. And lastly but not least, uh, I've already mentioned this, but the game has no heart to the core trophy, 
where you had to beat the game in less than an hour with no deaths. That was in the first game. Mm-hmm. This one does not make a return in the sequel, and I'm very happy that it's not on the trophy list for part two because I, I died. mean that was the tough one, right? Like for sure. Yeah, it was definitely the toughest one, and in this one, I died so many times in chapter two and chapter three. It was insane how many times I died. I, even if I did it perfectly, I'm pretty sure I would have died. Damn. Well, I, yeah, I, when we looked crazy, at the list before, I was kind of happy to see that they didn't have that trophy in there because, you know, I, I do want to play the first one at, at least at some point. It's definitely like on my list of stuff to, to check out. And that's the trophy that's kind of giving me a little bit of pause. So if I end up really liking the first game and want to check out the second one, it's good to know that the consensus seems to be that the list and the trophy hunt is not nearly as as bad as the first one. Yeah. Can you play the second one without doing the first one? Like story wise? Well, that's I a good question. I know you can. But like... <laughs> I honestly, I would play the first one first, then play the second one. It's it's kind of like that whole debate behind how the how you watch Star Wars. Do you watch mm. the you know, episodes five through seven, or is it, you know, that whole debate. Honestly, I will watch what came out first, then the sequels after. Yeah. It's this game. Play part one, then play part two. Because part two has a really cool ending that really, like, reveals where this story lands in the storyline. And it's it makes you appreciate the game more. And I really liked it a lot when I found out, like, where this game fell in the series. Mm -hmm. Like, story-wise, like, I was like, whoa, like, what? Like, no way. Like, the way that this game's marketed is not how the game's actually played out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Do you you think that there is going to be a third of of the Little Nightmare? Did they set it up in your experience for for a sequel again or a prequel again or something or is it going to be i think that's the end of it i think it's the end of it i saw something online that tarsal studios is not going to be proceeding with this game anymore they're no. taking on other ips okay but i i can't remember who actually picked up this the series the, the little nightmare series to somebody so hopefully whoever picked it up is going to continue with it yeah but the way the game ended it doesn't leave it open to like another game being- okay Yes, I'm hoping there's one, but we'll see. Yeah, interesting. Well, it sounds very cool. I mean, between that and Dark Souls, you got some, you know, very different style games and experiences for trophy hunting last couple weeks. So it's great. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun with this game. I I was like sad that, you know, I had platinum the game and there really wasn't much for me to do with it. So I was really sad to like kind of like push it off to the side and play another game but that's how much of a a positive impact the game had on me i was like man this was a really good game for me to play yeah you know you like something a lot when you're sad when it's done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's not too many of those no definitely not definitely not very good well some good mm-hmm. good stuff there daryl good stuff eli what about you what have you been jamming on recently uh, so I've been jamming on Diablo 3, and I want to take my apology back that mm-hmm. I made last time, because fuck these bounties. 
<laughs> what? Oh, oh. I was like, oh, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. You're just there's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Yeah, that's a lot. So, yeah, the uh, my apologies retracted. <laughs> trophy writers, trophy cut writers. Well, you know how like there's the in-game challenges that, are, and some of those like mirror the trophy pops, right? The one the for the in-game challenges, those like mirror the trophies in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like for some of them, so the the bounty one, when you eventually hit that 500, it goes up to the next tier. So just think about that they could have done that. You know, they could have made you do a thousand. Is there a thousand? Yeah. The next tier. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Anyways, yep. Uh, I've really gotten into this game as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a guy that dropped me some some shady equipment, and it made it a totally different game. Um, it is it is fun, but I can see that after a bit of toying around with that stuff, um, that it really can take the fun and drive out of the game. You know, because yeah, it like breaks you're it. Kind of gr- you're kind of grinding for better loot and having the best loot. What is the point? Right. So um, I'm really glad that I got to experience uh, what that style of play is like. But I think at some point I'll probably make a seasonal character just to see, you know, it- it's hard to avoid something like that when it's that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like it's just too tempting. So, um, stuff, the equipment like that, sus, sus gear doesn't really exist in seasonal, right? So, uh, it might be cool to do there. Um, I'd really hate to buy the game again, especially because you know it's Activision Blizzard, so it doesn't really go on sale. But I debated maybe just trying that on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the season, I might be able to start a new because I don't know how the season works. Because I think you can make your character seasonal. You I'm can, not sure. yeah, you can. So, like, what happens if I? I don't know how that works, right? And I don't know does your paragon carry over and this and that. Um, so it might be nice to start fresh, depending on how how that works. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. The... I've never done a seasonal character either, so I don't exactly know how it works. I wish I could tell you a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the... If anybody needs any boosting or wants to try to try that kind of play out with sus weapons and armor, you can add me on PSN. Basically god mode. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can run some riffs or I can just drop you some gear or whatever. So... Uh, that's Narshredder13 on PSN 1D. Yeah, same so, for anyone 1D. in the in the Discord community who's still not finished off their Diablo trophy hunt. You know, I would assume the same yeah. same thing goes there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So as far as that and starting a new season and stuff, I have committed to the DLC as well. Doing the Necromancer, um, baby. Yep, I got the Necromancer to level seventy. And I used the bone armor to rip the bones from the Skeleton King so far. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's kind of um, kind of lame how they have the trophies set up here. Because um, 
Well, so I have 320 bounties done. Okay. And, uh, and that would be it for the main game. But it looks like I need to play the campaign again as the Necromancer. I don't... I, I, I thought you could... Um, after you beat the campaign, I thought you could pick up the campaign anywhere from any character. I thought so as well. The guide made it seem like that. And I couldn't... I couldn't figure it out. Or I guess what you could do is have someone load up, like chapter five right of the game or act five and then you join them and just go and beat the boss there or act four and act five you know mm. oh i guess yeah i could try that yeah that's probably the best bet rather than having to go through it all again yeah and the, some of these seem they seem a little sus with how they're triggered to pop mm -hmm. right because you got a necromancer trophy i did somehow and having never played the necromancer yeah it's because someone in my party was playing Necromancer, so. Yeah, and so this, like, one of the trophies that I have to do is to listen to all of Master Ordan's conversations in the Pandemonium Fortress. Mm -hmm. So, how, why is that in the DLC? I guess that's the DLC map. The The person like, in the fortress that you talk to depends on the character you choose. So okay, I was just going to yeah. say, it must be tied. The only way I can think of it is if it's, they don't give you all the dialogue unless it's the Necromancer. Right. It's, it's essentially okay. that, yeah. So I do still have to get there, which... It's, but yeah, if... but that person's right before Mouth Hail. Yeah. Um, so, again, you, I would just see if someone would like load up Act 4 and then invite you, and then you only have to do like the last act together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hit me up. Let's do Act 5 together. <laughs> and I got a pretty good Necromancer, so I can uh, get you through Mouth Isle without really even blinking. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Let's Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, that was only the, that was the weird thing. And I, I guess that's why it's such a low percentage, is that you have to beat that with the Necromancer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... That's my Diablo 3 experience. Um, <laughs> You're almost there, dude. You're almost there. Yeah, I got tied up running like those riffs because it was fun at first. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, why exactly am I doing this? I'm getting better loot, but for, for to what for end? Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're uh, going to continue to play the game beyond the trophies, like the riffs are super fun. There's challenge dungeons. There's all that kind of stuff. But when I was playing with some of my friends from high school and everything, that was always the struggle is they wanted to do the riffs because they're the most fun non-trophy things to do in game. But I was uh -huh. like, well, I just need to do bounties. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. go grind out like, you know, all these bounties and yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not too bad. Like if you just put it on like normal and then just run past everything literally and just get to what you need to do for the bounty, you can easily knock out 25 of those in like, you know, an hour or something like that. No, 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 dog. No yeah. Way. Yeah. An hour? Tw no. Just run Absolutely past not. everything. So I timed them before I got all this sus gear. I timed them and it took me an hour to do the first two acts. So that's 10 bounties. And then it took me a third whole hour to do the third act. Bounty. No way. 
Yes, way. Dude, way. what are you doing? Some of those bounties are just kill 100 enemies. When you're god mode, all you got to do is just go in and just this kill enemies. Before the sus gear. Oh, before the sus gear. Now I can be really fast, but like you didn't have that sus gear, so I don't see how it was that fast. It was pretty fast, gave. man. It was it was and pretty fast. Like I was able to knock him out. I did the last 50 bounties in one session, and I don't play for more than like two, two and a half hours at a time anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot of bounties. It's a lot of bounties, but... regardless. There's a lot of bounties. Yeah. So, well, hopefully that mm -hmm. hasn't soured your experience of the game too much. Yeah, it's kind of my experience of the game is all over the place right now. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot to learn with it, and there's all these different, you know, get into like Whimsadale, and I got the Kanai's cube, <laughs> yeah, and slotting yeah. gear in there, and there's a clout, uh, not a cow level, and have you fought um, some of the uber bosses yet no okay i do have all those uh what are they called machines of infernal fright and tear and stuff like that i do have a good amount of those which was another thing i was going to look into but um yeah last night i just kind of started the necromancer campaign and was just gonna try to focus more on the trophies because that's what we're here for. Yep. Um, so that was, yeah, that's kind of my current goal. Because uh, the season 22 started in November of last year. Uh, and I don't think they really release an official date. But some people speculate it could end as early as February 7th, which obviously didn't happen. Right. Or it could go to um, like around now, till the 21st or... So it should be any time now. It should end. And uh, I'm kind of hoping I can get the trophies done before like season 23 starts, and then I can decide my future with Diablo 3. I think that's a good game plan. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Game plan. I see, uh -huh, see, what uh -huh. I see what I did there. I see it. <laughs> Don't tell me what I did there. I know what I did there. <laughs> nice. Um, what else have you been jamming on, though? Well, I was going to talk about the BlizzCon and Diablo 2, just because yeah. that's pretty related diablo 2 resurrected um i didn't have a ton to say but the one thing that uh that i had kind of thought of relating to trophies is that i am wary of how hard the list might be based on that developer's history with tony hawk's pro skater and crash bandicoot mm, you that's know a fair, I mean? that's a fair point vicarious visions does have a habit of doing hard yeah. list and I know like crash is like hard, but like that doesn't necessarily mean the trophy list has to be fucking ridiculous. Right. You know? Right. And so they chose to make it fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater isn't terrible. I guess it's a bit grindy and I'm sure slugger can vouch for how hard some of the challenges were. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm a little, a little weary of how hard Diablo two will be. And uh, it's also, like it is well regarded in that community, but it's very old, and um, it, they're they're keeping it as much as the original as possible. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. And it's like, if you're a big fan of Diablo two, that's probably really cool. But I haven't played it yet, so I have no nostalgic value to it. So, you know. Do I play that or do I play the better three version or four when it comes out? I'm more excited for four than I am for two. Yeah. 
just because I am new to the Diablo universe. Um, depending on the price tag, too, may happen or may not, but you know, I know that's There's how I feel as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I am intrigued by it because I never played Diablo 2. That developer commentary that was like, we really tried to not change the experience from the original as much as possible. Mm-hmm. had me feeling a little bit like that's eh, an old game dude and you probably should update it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in a lot of ways you know yeah so you're really just getting graphics and uh, those games aren't like cinematic experiences to begin with so mm-hmm. why what are they doing yeah i'm hoping there's quality of life stuff like press right on the d-pad to teleport back to your base camp and like all that kind of stuff because if they've just decided to leave out those kind of just like moment to moment things that make the game more enjoyable and fluid then that's going to be kind of rough i think yeah it'll be pretty interesting to see how it how it plays out as an outsider yeah i agree i'm i'm more excited for four like mm-hmm. you said but so yeah besides the diablo universe of course of course you know where i've been on that Hit, xbox rocket league <laughs> hitting the pitch hitting the pitch in rocket league pinching Hitting the pitch. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I've been pinching too. I've been, I got cracked pinches. Right. There we go. Tying it back <laughs> in. Uh, but so last time I got, I had the update. I got plat in threes and ones. Now I finally got plat in twos and I actually made it to plat two in twos. Damn. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, playing with Slugger was a, freaking blast dude it's a it's i'm having more fun playing with a bud rather than stressing about uh winning but that is also hard (laughs) like once you know we're having fun so then you're doing good and then you get shit on it's like all right you know what yeah and then you get more upset about losing Mm -hmm. you know what this isn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you come to self-realization like oh yeah i don't have fun unless i'm winning so. Tip, yeah, multiplayer games in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, multiplayer games can be rough. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been nice to to do Diablo and take a break from that. Uh, you know, a little too cracked in Rocket League. That's true. But, the journey continues uh, towards Diamond. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, Heat Seeker, the update, uh, everybody that cares about the Rocket League world is that Heat Seeker is over and they are on to Super Cube. And I definitely like Super Cube a lot more. Uh, I don't, I don't know get... what either of those are. So Heat Seeker, the ball just like goes to your goal and you pretty much have to defend it. Okay. Like you just it just bonks off your car and it turns your color and flies towards the opponent's goal. Okay. Uh in like a curve. It doesn't just like change directions immediately. Um so Super Cube is a cube, and I think it's got some wacky gravity on it that makes it like fly a lot wilder, a lot faster. Um, and but you get full boost the whole time, so oh, you don't wow. even really have to touch the ground. It's pretty fun to just fly around. I mean, just go for aerials all the time and whatever. <laughs> then you still land supersonic and demo people. It's I don't I, I enjoy it. It's a lot more fun than. Uh, heat, it's a lot less tilting than Heat Seeker, I should say. Sure. Because Heat Seeker is fun, but it's just like having the wacky reads 
I mean, I guess Super Cube is wacky reads too because it can hit like its corner of its cube and go flying up above you. It's pretty funny watching the whiffs in uh in Super Cube. The whiff. Like, the whiff. Keith, yeah. Keith Seeker, <laughs> if you whiff, it's like it's a goal. It's really frustrating. Yeah. But, like Super Cube, all the whiffs are pretty funny because like you don't expect those goofy bounces from a cube. Um, and you get some pretty wild shots. Yeah. Um for sure. And update on the trophies i also went through my inventory and traded up a bunch of stuff okay and you will not believe it dude you I got, got it i got the ion boost nice yeah oh so, my gosh that's been a long time coming yeah so i'm gonna have to uh it's pretty exciting so i'm gonna have to get on playstation uh start playing it back at 30 frames instead of 250 but so i'll be able to get that and um I've actually started hitting some like air dribbles in the game. It's been pretty cool. They're not all, it's not all there. Some of it is accidental and lucky luck, but mm-hmm. um, I'll probably, I don't know what I'm going to do at some point. I'll just go in and uh, use that boost to win a match and then uh, hit that aerial and aqua dome and a hundred percent it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Community night. I don't know. Do so, it do it (laughs) yeah well that's good congrats sir good progress then yeah thank you Mm -hmm. you're gonna become a rocket league pro before we know it that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah did you have other stuff or should should i go i don't know what else you got you should go i think i'm done here okay uh, well, for me, the majority of my PlayStation time has been spent playing Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which was voted on by the community in the Backlog Picker on Discord. So thank you to the community for voting for this game to make me poop myself. Um, yeah, it's a, it's super scary. <laughs> the game is incredibly scary. And I, I would say like my general opinions and thoughts on the game have changed in a positive way since I've now completed my second playthrough of the game. And I'll probably need to do another two more to finish up the trophies, but I'll I'll get to that in a second. So at the top, I just wanted to say, like, the gripes that I have with the game as it relates to the rest of the franchise still exist. I think that it doesn't tie in to the larger Resident Evil universe very well, if at all, uh, other than just a certain character at the end of the game who looks and sounds completely different. And otherwise, you know, I would say that the game is still incredibly scary. I think some of the sections of the game are a slog, like the very beginning. And uh, some some parts towards the end are really heavy on in-game cutscenes that you cannot skip. So on subsequent replays, the game can be, uh, like I said, a bit of a slog. You know, you're like, okay, let me get through this essentially 25-minute opening to the game that serves as a sort of basic tutorial that I have to replay every single time I'm doing the game. And then I can get to the part where it's a little more open and, and kind of fun and, and fluid. So th- those things are still bothering me. But aside from that, I think the core gameplay experience, once you get to the Baker estate proper and you're kind of allowed to explore on your own and, and work on crafting things and sort of figuring out what to do next, that part, the section with, um basically jack marguerite and lucas all three of their zones in the game are very strong and so it's moved from 
basically like a low B tier game in the franchise to me to probably the bottom of the S tiers. I still think it's an S tier game, but it's not, in my opinion, I like Remake 1 and RE5 more than this game for sure. So just wanted to kind of update people on my thinking on the game as it relates to the rest of the franchise. And w with regards to the trophies, you know, I kind of screwed myself over the first playthrough I did on normal. And I was trying to not look at a guide and really just trying to find things naturally with regards to the antique coins and the files and Mr. Everywhere's. And I missed one antique coin on my first run. <laughs> so I had to tackle that on my second playthrough, which I did play on easy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. If I don't have to play it on normal to go for some of these challenge runs, I'm not going to. So I put it onto easy and beat the game without using any healing items. The game allows you to do it with three heals, but I used none. And you also, or, and I also popped the trophy for beating the game in under four hours on that same run. So that's two of the three gold trophies in the game knocked out right away. And I also got the all the files trophy, all the Mr. Everywhere's trophy, all the antique coins trophies. So essentially right now, I only have three trophies left to earn in the game. One of them is to beat the game without using the item box more than three times. So the plan is to do that on another easy difficulty run. And I was a little bit like upset because all the things that you unlock for beating the game are stored in your item box, right? But if you're only allowed to use your item box three times and the game makes you use it at three different points, by the way. So essentially you Ooh. can't use it any extra times, right, Daryl? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. My bad. Didn't mean to interject you there. <laughs> um, yeah. So the idea is when I get to the, the point where I'm, it's mandatory for me to use the item box, then I'll get the stuff that I've unlocked out. But unfortunately, that's not till probably halfway through the game. So I'll do one more run with the item box stuff. And then the final run of the game that I need to do is to beat the game on Madhouse, which is the hardest difficulty. And I need to do it while collecting all of the antique coins because the collectibles mm -hmm. are more numerous in that mode and they're in different spots than on normal and easy. So you have to do another sort of run through to collect them all. But um, yeah, it's looking like it'll be two more playthroughs. Probably. I mean, Madhouse I'm sure is going to take me like six or seven hours, but hopefully no more than like 10 more hours, I would say. And uh, the platinum should be mine. So it's coming along quite nicely. I think, nice. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you've been making some pretty good progress in the Resident Evil franchise this year. That's right. <laughs> that's my, that's the goal, you know, is to try to get this game done. I have some other games after that that are not going to be from the backlog picker, just some stuff that I've been wanting to get done. And then I, I don't know if I'll have time to play another Resident Evil before RE8 comes out in May. But if I do, great. If not... I still have a few others on the list for later this year that I want to play. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, this game is making me really excited for Resident Evil Village. So I am uh, I'm looking forward to that very much. So I actually already asked for that Friday off of work, the 7th of May, <laughs> which is with the, re the release date. So I will be jamming out on that day one. Hopefully it doesn't go free on PS Plus right after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but otherwise, I'd say, I mean, the trophy list for RE7 is, is pretty kind, actually, compared to some of the Resident Evil games that I've played before. Like, it's in keeping with how those games work and what it's asking you to do, but honestly, the game is really not that long, and on easy, it's, it's not that difficult. I mean, I wasn't really even going for the under four hours trophy in the same run as the no heals, but I got to the ship section of the game which is like the last quarter of the game. And I realized like, huh, I'm at three hours only. So if I beat this in the salt mines in an hour, I can do it. And it was down to like the last five minutes. My final time was like 355 something in seconds. So I almost didn't get that trophy, but I'm glad that I did. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be playing any of the DLCs, at least the like banned footage ones are the ones that you have to purchase. Uh, End of Zoe, for example. I might check out the Not a Hero DLC, which is the Chris-specific one that was free for everybody. And there's only two trophies in that, which is to just beat it on easy or normal, and then there's a trophy to beat it on professional. Uh, I think it's a silver. So I might check that out, or I might just skip it. I'm not really the 100% DLC type of guy, as you guys know. So no promises there. But that yeah, that's pretty much it. That's really all I've been playing, other than... Um, I'll briefly touch on, I've played through Halo 4 on the Master Chief Collection on PC, and I played through that on Legendary with a, with a buddy, and that was a lot of fun. I, you know, I remember that game a little less fondly than it ended up being, and uh, yeah, it was really good. We beat all the levels on Legendary Co-op, got par score on all the levels, so I popped all the Steam and Xbox achievements for all that stuff, which is great, so... Now I just need to beat Halo 3 ODST on Legendary, and I'll have beaten all the games in the collection on Legendary again, which will be fun. Again. Again, <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Halo King. That's right. So, that, so that's where I'm at, basically. It's been a good couple weeks for yes. Community Night tonight. I'll be starting that Resident Evil 7 run for the no item box. So that's the plan. And you got that uh, collectible? In the water, I did. That's the one. I, that's the one that I missed on my first playthrough. Okay. And the trophies, you have to do them in one playthrough. Like it doesn't save which ones uh, you've collected versus not. So like, it was that was basically it. Because I missed that yeah. one at the end of the game, I had to redo all of them. Yeah, that's a bummer. It was but, a bummer. I mean, you played it how many times total? I've only played it twice total now. Okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. One more run, so three runs. Uh, I have two more runs. Two more runs. Yeah, because I have to do the Madhouse, like the hardest difficulty run. After that, can you do that with no item boxes? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I suppose I could attempt to combine it. I feel like that would be tough. Like that, supposedly Madhouse is really hard. That would be cracked. That would be cracked out if I did that. To do it in one, I mean, the guide says three playthroughs. It's going to end up being four for me. So, I don't know. Possible, I suppose. I do agree with the difficulty, though. The guide saying five out of ten difficulty, I'd say that's pretty, pretty accurate. In the five out of ten in the Resident Evil universe, or you think that's like for games in general? Other games you've played, yeah, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I don't think like it's certainly much easier than any fucking crash bandicoot game i've ever played or (laughs) you know anything like that Mm -hmm. um i think remake one is probably a little harder remake two and three are probably a little easier and re5 is just longer it's more of a grind so Mm. yeah 
But that's it. That's all I got in terms of what I've been playing. So hope you boys enjoyed that update. I did enjoy that update. Good, 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 good. So let's get into um, our Patreon submitted questions for this episode. Remember, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast and check out the tiers that we have available. Our gold and platinum tier supporters get to submit questions for us to be uh, discussing and answering on air during our episodes. So I would also like to shout out uh, Gary Cooper, Pat the Trophy Hunter, and Slugger for their support at the gold or platinum tiers on the Patreon page. So thank you very much for your support of the podcast. And let's get into the questions. Do you guys have a preference on which one we do first here? No preference. No preference. All right. Well, let's see Darryl? then. No preference either. Okay. Um, well, let's start, with the, let's start with the top one in our crew discussion then, which is what, uh, what two video games... This question comes to us from Slugger, by the way. So thank you, Slugger. What two video games would make a great video game combined? Who's, good, are we doing a snake? Are we doing a snake thing? Are we doing... Uh, well, whoever, the... if, you have, if you have thoughts, jump on it, because my answer for this I was not too happy with, but I'll throw it out okay. there. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'll go ahead, Eli. Oh, we're both jumping now. Go for it, <laughs> mate. mate. Well, you, you, you mentioned snakes, so I figured the guy with the snake in his picture should go first. Oh, <laughs> snap. All right. Oh, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Go for it, snake. Um, I was thinking, <laughs> like, combining God of War with Dead Space. What? It was, like, as soon as we, we went over the question, those were the two games that popped in my head. Okay. Because in Dead Space, all you're really doing is defeating enemies or necromorphs, as they're calling that game. You're defeating them by strategically taking out their limbs. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Kratos does. He just pulls the limbs off enemies or, like, kills them in brutal ways. I would like to see Kratos do that to necromorphs because necromorphs are a pain in the Dead Space universe. That's true. Like a melee Dead Space yeah. game, kind of. Yeah. Like, have Kratos be transported, like how the Terminators are in, in the movies. Like, mm-hmm. have him, like, come out of this, like, sphere, and then, you know, Isaac Clark's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, I'm here to help you. Or, I'm here to take over. I'm here to take <laughs> over the space station. <laughs> <laughs> He's just killing necromorphs, you know. The necromorphs are no match for Kratos. That's true. That wouldn't mean what a mashup that would be. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. I, I like, like it. That. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. <laughs> what about <laughs> what about you, Eli? So the ones that came to mind for me were Rock Band and Doom, but they're already kind of doing that with Metal Hellsinger, and they have done it with BPM, that bullets per minute. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, which BPM was kind of uh, kind of like pissed me off because I'm pretty sure they just put that out to beat Metal Health Singer to the punch. That's what it seemed like to me as well. Apparently, it was some um, reused textures, and they just put a red shade over it. I think just to not get in trouble for copying stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure. I'm I don't want to like get anybody in trouble or say anything out of line, but that was just my personal. That's my personal opinion. Sure, um, sure. So, but anyways, instead of getting down on the games, those would be sick, and I'm really excited for Metal Hellsinger. I think it's going to be 
dope. Yeah, I think it's going to be sick as well. Um, I'm looking forward to you playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I think FIFA and Twisted Metal would be cool. Oh, Oh, that's that's Rocket League. Got you. Oh, wow. That would be that would be kind of interesting. I mean, my mind was like, oh, what if you had like Transformers, right? That were playing soccer, but you could hop out of your mech at any point to go for the ball. And it was like you're way more mobile outside of your mech or something like that. All stars. Yeah, exactly. Fucking a dude. That's yeah, that was kind of my other point here is like a lot of this has been done. Mm-hmm. But like Mario and Dark Souls, that's it's blasphemous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like God of War and The Witness, that sounded like the, the way uh, Daryl de- described Darksiders, mm-hmm. a lot more puzzles. So, you know, the games just grow and evolve off each other and kind of, you know, not steal, but grow together. You know? Right. So um, I think it was it was tough to come up with an answer for this that that was original. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Band and Doom would have been cool, but they kind of they Metal Hellsinger took my thunder, motherfuckers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, did you have another one, Colin? I actually did. Yeah. So I've I've had this idea for a game since I was younger, and so if if something like this exists, uh, I'm sorry. I care. I genuinely do not know of something like that exists like this, but maybe it does. So you guys can let me know. But I thought it would be cool to combine like the StarCraft like RTS style game experience with a first person shooter. So here's how my thinking is, right? You'd have a multiplayer game where when you queued up to play, some people would queue up as commanders and other people would queue up as like if you want to play in an infantry style. Mm. And if you queue up as a commander, you're going to be playing sort of an RTS, moving armies around, building bases, whatever, right? And in the battles of the game that occur on, like, the larger map, if you queued up as an infantry, you would be popped in and you would play out, like, a, like a team deathmatch first-person shooter sort of experience. And then, mm-hmm. depending on which person, like, wins and loses there, like, the outcome would go back up to, like, the larger map, and then you can move around. You know, so it's, like, there'd be, like, the macro scale of, like, playing an RTS game for some players, and then the battles taking place between the infantry units would actually be by other players in a sort of an FPS style experience. That's pretty cool. I like that. Well, thank you. I wouldn't say they have it in like a first person shooter, but according to our buddy Blaine, who played ESO, they had that style of commanders. Mm -hmm. They're watching the, the world as a whole. Yeah. And, and commanded, you know, troops out. Yeah, that's true. Huh? It's, that's definitely not, it's not the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. So and then you would get like twelve year olds like, "I want to be the commander." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was like my my like basic idea for like a genre mashup. In terms of like two specific games, I was like thinking it'd be cool for if they did a Halo game that was more like horror slash survival horror based, where you could just have like a lone Spartan who like somehow gets like stuck in a flood infested like world or mm. something and they like their armor maybe doesn't work as well and they've like lost some of their like mobility and shit so it's they're more forced to like deal with the, the threat yeah or you're just a marine yeah or, or you're just a marine yeah a i guess that's marine yeah i guess that's a better way to, to do it take um, a pee behind a tree and lost the squad yep exactly yeah. and then you got to get like, out or that's something pretty sweet that's pretty sweet so keeping it in the same universe you know 
But yeah, those those were my ideas. But I think that was a a solid question there, Slugger. Thank you very much for submitting that. Mm -hmm. And our next, go ahead. How about Fortnite and dodgeball? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh! Oh, they did that one too. I'll check it out. I'll check that game out. Um, so the other question we have comes from Gary Cooper. It's a, it's a two-part question here, or a multi-part question. So I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, and so part one is, how do you guys feel about hacking slash manually unlocking unobtainable trophies? So that's trophies from servers that have been disconnected or turned off or been glitched, etc. So how do we feel about like sort of kind of circumventing the normal ways of unlocking them in order to obtain a platinum? If if and in this circumstance, Gary's saying if you earned all the other trophies legit. So let's say there's a game that's like you have everything done except for one or two trophies. The servers get fucked up, and you like hack to get those two done so that you can get the platinum. I need some clarification on that question. Okay. Because the manually unlocking part. Mm-hmm. What exactly is that? Because I was thinking of the game Eli played with Near, where you can buy the trophies. I was thinking something like that where you manually manually unlock by buying trophies. But hey, is I there fought a for that, different fought for those those coins? Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean that's what you did, but I, I remember that mechanic. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that's what he's referring to. But right. maybe there's something else I might be missing behind that. Like yeah. hacking. Yeah, I think hacking. Like mm-hmm. if you go in and change your save data to say you met the requirement. Okay, so okay, I see. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Yeah, I mean, I would just say the lang- like in this instance, the language is basically saying, "How do you feel about hacking for trophies to unlock trophies that are unobtainable otherwise?" It's like the simplified version of it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, if 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 you're real bent on getting like all the trophies, I won't bash you for it personally i won't do it because i feel like it diminishes the value of the platinum like if you did everything legitimately but then kind of you know were forced to do like some hacking for whatever reasons i felt like my platinum wasn't earned you know truly i mean there's that blemish there but right that's just me i i feel you know if if that's what you need to do, I I'm pretty sure this question was spawned <laughs> because of like the whole incident with Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Yeah, I think so I think as well. That's where this question is coming from. Yep. Yep. If if that's what you want to do, by all means go ahead. It, it is unfortunate that some of these trophies are unobtainable because of that, you know, with the service being shut down and whatnot. Right. But um yeah. I mean I personally I don't I don't like it. Like, e- even though I'm playing Friday the 13th, I did a lot of those trophies legitimately. Yep. The fact that I'm boosting for, like, the rest of the trophies because, you know, that whole s- game is all screwed up now. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, not even excited about the pat- platinum popping now. Like, I'm I'm ready for the platinum to pop, but, like, when I get it, I'm like, you know, eventually I'm like, well... Most of those trophies had the boost or like hack or whatever. Like, yeah, boosting is like not even a preferred method for me because honestly, I I really wanted to get that whole, you know, everything done legitimately just by playing the game and having fun. 
Sure. Sure. Yeah, I personally um would not probably go to the lengths that would be required to hack or manually unlock some of the trophies, but it's not to say that it wouldn't make me upset or piss me off. I just think I would kind of be upset that I couldn't get it for a little while and then I would get over it in like a week or so and just be like, you know what? Like whatever and just kind of move on. Uh, but that being said, I don't really have any direct experience with this occurring since I haven't really trophy hunted in like PlayStation 3 games, for example, where this is much more frequent that some of this stuff is just unobtainable now. So it's kind of hard for me to say, but my gut reaction is that, yeah, I, I probably would. I would just be like, well, that sucks <laughs> and just kind of and just move on, you know. <sighs> Eli, anything else to add on that part? Yeah, I had to minimize my Discord. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. I've been, I've been crying over here. My stomach hurts now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a largely debated area. Um, and I was going to say that I think hacking or manually unlocking trophies that are unobtainable unobtainable is okay in my book. Mm -hmm. But as I thought about it more, I think it does diminish the list a bit. Right. Um, a lot of people that are really into a series or something that has invested their time and money early before the game was on sale for five dollars should be rewarded. Right. Um, not saying I like this, but I think it is somewhat fair. Um, some people like look at the platinum trophy as an honor to their favorite games, and I get that. So, uh, you know, that kind of. So you should have played it when it came out, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> uh, but now there is a, you know, now there's a different kind of hacking that apparently I'm now involved in. You know, it's like the boosting, the boosting thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's having someone boost my Paragon for it, to make it easier for me to boost Paragon solo, basically, with sus gear. Is that hacking? Is that boosting? Is that fair? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Like, I guess it's kind of only specific to certain games, but like, mm -hmm. is that boosting? Is that is that just like normal boosting? Like, hey, you want to meet up and like grind stuff? Like, what if you're giving given, you know, sus gear that's just allows you to do that solo? Uh, I mean, that doesn't really bother me either. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, it depends what your goal is. If your goal mm -hmm. is to get the platinum because you just want the trophy and you're you're going to move on and trophy hunt something else, that's, you know, who cares how you get it? If your goal mm -hmm. is to, like, have the sort of the challenge and the climb of doing it and you want it and you want that experience, then, yeah, like doing something like that would would kind of kill that, you know? Mm hmm. It just depends what you want out of the game, how much time you're willing to spend in it. Yeah, I guess it's like a personal thing if you want to just mm -hmm. cheat the trophies and diminish the value of right. your own reward, basically. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good, you know, or we could go on a while with like the, the hacking versus boosting. Like, I, I, di I did forget to call it. I do have the other two trophies in Rocket League where I have to get 18 drop shot goals and win a match of hoops in the last 30 seconds mm -hmm. and you know i can just sit in front of the goal and drop shot and bounce shots in is that like hacking 
it's not really hacking. No, yeah, I see in what it, you're saying. Though. It's like, you know, regular description, but I did alter the match and the mode to allow me to do that, you know? I get you. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Case and, by and case, person by person type thing, in my opinion. Yeah, that's exactly uh, where I come down on it. Um, so you can uh, you can judge, make your own judgment based on, you know, a person's list on their validity and, mm-hmm. you know, trophy hunting for the most part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then part two here of this question from Gary Cooper is, how do you guys feel about hiding trophies for games you only popped a few trophies in that are either unobtainable or you know you'll never play again? So... I I don't again the unobtainable aspect of that I don't have a ton of experience with although you could argue that infallible is unobtainable for me in Fall Guys to win five in a row. <laughs> I mean, you're so, the only one that could actually do it though. Don't don't tell yourself short here, Call. I gotta get on there. Yeah, mother. I mean, you had uh, four in a row. That's true. I had four that's... in a row and three in a row another time. It's a bummer. I had one in a row is my best record. <laughs> <laughs> zero over here oh yeah i think at, a, at a, a, row. Win. a general level though like how do i feel about hiding trophies for games i've only popped a few trophies in love it don't hate it i don't have anything against that at all in fact i'd go a step further and i just want to delete it get rid of the progress for it for me i don't care there's so many games that i have like anywhere between one and five percent completion in that i just want off my list i don't even want to see that i know i can hide them for other people I can always see them though, and like, just get rid of it. I don't even want it. Sony, take the trophies out of my profile. I don't care. You know, that's how that's how I come down on it. So, if you're throwing in this thing that it's like, oh, they're unobtainable, or I know I'll never play it again, that's even more ammunition for me to just be like, yeah, just get rid of this shit. I don't want to see it at all. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a okay on it. I think with the the hiding it, it also it's like one of those, you know, it ruins the the street cred because like the sites that track it if you hide it you don't um you know you just look like a better trophy hunter right you, right. Oh, you do you a complete 100 percent of your games yeah when in fact well that's why i'm like just delete it yeah. oh <laughs> yes i see your point though i see your point yeah i'd prefer to i'd prefer to delete it and i would prefer to have my profile say 100 percent, but mm-hmm. And like the people who actually hundred percent everything, yeah, you know, will so does everybody else because they just delete everything. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Daryl, anything to add before we wrap up here? The um, I actually looked at my hidden games to see what I put on uh, in that particular menu, mm-hmm. and a lot of the games I put there because I had like maybe one percent on that game. So these these games were locked up in a dungeon, you know. They never saw the light of day. <laughs> right. But I I tend to come back once in a while just to kind of look at what games are there, and you know, I give them a chance. Like I think I have Rocket League there, and <gasps> Friday the Thirteenth. How dare you? Yeah. I'm well, sorry. no, he's saying it's redemption, though. How you know, like dare you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's on my interface now, so I think I've redeemed myself. It's still installed. There you go. Oh, oh, it's not locked in the dungeon. No, it's right. I've allowed it to come out. You know, maybe get a fresh get haircut, some sunshine. Clean up, <laughs> yeah, uh, get some vitamin D. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like you, you said, uh, what's that? You, you play Rocket D. You're gonna Rocket League. You're gonna get some vitamin D. Oh sure. boy, <laughs> <laughs> some cracked vitamin D. Oh god. <laughs> oh man all right yep very good but yeah overall um i just put honestly i haven't used that feature in a while yeah me neither it, it, i just yeah. forgot about it totally like I honestly i don't all... really care like if there's a one percent up on my list i don't really care yeah it just kind of shows that you know i'm playing games and you know that doesn't really bother me i do prefer to have a really good looking list i like to make a first impression so if people are looking at my trophy list mm -hmm. for whatever reason you know i want to show them like all the good stuff i platinum 100 percent. this i got the platinum here and then having like that one trophy that kind of ruins my streak kind of you know, irritates me sometimes, but it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that you're human. It's like, I'm not going to love or even like every single game I play. Sometimes you try something out and you're like, yeah, you know, not for me, right? And I guess the alternative is like, you could thoroughly research, meticulously look at gameplay of every, you know, and be like, am I going to like this or not? And, you know, do some crazy, you know, pre-work before you pick up or play anything. But most of the time, and especially not back in the day, that's just not how I played games. It was like, that looks interesting. Let me try it. Oh, not really my thing. Or, oh, I love this, you know? So I think it's it's a much more realistic thing and more reflective of how people actually consume video games if you don't have only 100% on your list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just more careful now. Yeah, I'm definitely more careful, but I, I still make mistakes. Like, I'm not going to Platinum Salt and Sanctuary. So why not? I mean, it's good. It's not that good. I'm going to beat it, but I'm not going to platinum it. Mm. So, you know, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that was a, a good discussion there, boys. I appreciate your input on those questions and thank you for the questions. Remember you can submit them over on Patreon. If you're a golden platinum tier supporter over there, platinum, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> why now? But thank you very much for submitting those questions, Gary and Slugger. And with that, that's going to wrap it up for episode 27 of Trophy Talk. I'm going to give you boys the opportunity to pimp your socials. Where can the people find you at before we hop on out of here and start prepping for community night? You can find me on <laughs> Twitch. You can find me on Twitch at the Tall Samoan Guy and in Creamsicle by Ornstein and Schmo. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram as well. At Hell yeah. Tall Simone guy. Nice. I had a pretty cool post on there the other day. I think it had a lot of people laughing. Oh, good. That's a good one. That had me, had me, had me laughing. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, be sure to check out the streams for sure. What about you, Eli? You can find me um, in Diablo 3, mm -hmm. uh, Rocket League, and uh, still working on YouTube, Narshard 13. Yep. Uh, Twitch may be coming back soon here. We'll see. We shall see. Mm -hmm. uh, post a f hit the follow, and uh, you'll be notified when I when I actually do get back in the game. Yep. Uh, and Instagram and Twitter. Hell yeah! And you can catch me uh, getting scared shitless in the Baker Estate for another couple playthroughs on PSN. My PSN name is CK Present. Feel free to shoot me a message or friend request there. 
and I am on Steam at Flagcap. That's F-L-A-G-C-A-P. If you want to do some Halo Master Chief Collection, you can hit me up there. And otherwise, I'll be in between there and Summoner's Rift playing the only good multiplayer game in existence, uh, <clears throat> League of Legends. So I will Running catch you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed episode 27 of the Trophy Talk podcast. Until next time, happy gaming and take care.